Yo. Yo. Okay, there it is. Uh, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to A Night at the Fights. Uh, me, host, MMA cover, Jake, over there. Jake, are you still buzzing from Saturday's main wow. event? Oh, oh my goodness. No, not even the main event, just the whole main card. And the- I mean... I'm gonna say the whole card in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cards. I th- I think the card was one of the best cards ever in UFC history. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Top down. five, top five, definitely. Top five, top five. Yes. Yeah. Um. Wow, sold out arena in Jacksonville, and we they definitely sold out. We made waves in the MMA community. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Just. Such an incredible uh, time to be a fight fan. And I say this every time. And I told people this last time we did this episode. Yeah. You know, last time we did an episode. If you guys aren't watching UFC now, I would highly get on board now. Because yeah. it is going to go on a roller coaster ride from here. Yeah. We, we, UFC is just attracting so many fans. Young, old, middle age, at any age. And it's just attracting so many fans at the minute. Uh, and it's just crazy. Uh, with that big event, it's going to attract more and more. Thousands and thousands of kids are going to watch that and take inspiration from it. So it's going to be good to watch. Now, remember, this was only this was only the first place back with the crowd, Jacksonville. Obviously, we know our next stop in a couple, in a couple weeks will yep. be Houston, Texas. Uh, shout out to Houston. And uh, that'll be at the... I'm not exactly sure what arena that'll be at, but I do know it's already a sold-out arena. So once again, we could have a another incredible outcome like we did here in Jacksonville this past weekend. And then later in the year, roughly looking in July, T-Mobile, uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas sold out for Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor 3. Yeah. Yeah. Which, wow, Las Vegas, man. What could you expect? Uh, yeah. Obviously, I still think we're going to keep the Apex around. Uh, yeah, I mean, Apex. Why not? It's convenient. A- yeah, Apex is always good to use uh, for a fight night. So, yeah, it, it it's convenient. It's a convenient are- arena to have. You know, I'm not sure. You know, with the success of of Jacksonville, you know, I'm not sure Dana wants to start kind of booking fights in different uh different states and all that. But uh, slowly but surely we'll get there. And I think Jacksonville was a very key point in saying, "Hey, I think we're ready to open up again." and bring yeah. fight fans back to yeah. where we um f- first of all before we get into the main card uh and uh look at some of the fights which happened um uh well uh, first of all i would like to say what well done to florida like uh, what 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 how how can you go from not having any fans in an arena or uh, to having a packed out nearly a packed out arena in the space of weeks really it's just amazing oh, yeah. what, amazing what they've done over there it's incredible to think that uh, just a couple, just a couple years ago, not even a couple years ago, but last year, um, yeah, we were there. We were there in Jacksonville with uh, with no crowd, and that yeah. was or uh, no, we were there with the crowd for Gaethje and Ferguson or no crowd, either no, was crowd. no crowd, no crowd. So no crowd with uh, Gaethje and Ferguson for that interim belt. But now the next time we came back around, we came back with a full crowd and. Yeah. Uh, a very stacked and insane pay-per-view, uh, heartfelt moments, gut-wrenching moments, and we will talk yeah. about that later in the episode. <laughs> insane. Uh, oh, my God, dude. 
And uh, yeah, like I said, some of the heart heartfelt moments, uh, some altercations going on with uh, yeah. with boxers and and MMA fighters. We'll also get into that later on. Well, fake boxers. Oh yeah, well fake boxers. Yes. Yeah. Um. So before we dive straight into this, because I mean, it's just so much to talk about. Um. Where you did you go rate... straight into the main card? Uh, yeah, we can dive straight into the main card. Let's break into the Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute fight. Wow. Wow. It, they, they, I've said this a long time. In kickboxing and Muay Thai, the calf kick does not work. But, but in MMA, in MMA with the stances and stuff, it really does. And it's really effective. And it's a very good tool to use in MMA. Yeah, man, that I've noticed a lot lately. I mean, last year, obviously, we saw it uh, more starting kind of this year. We're seeing that calf kick being used a lot, a lot lately, and special, especially in a lot of brutal ways now, man. I mean, yeah, we've seen we've seen Connor versus Poirier. I mean, Connor or Poirier threw good calf kicks. Yeah, and it's it's just such a devastating move, man. I mean, yeah, it, look what it does to that opponent's calf, obviously, and you know. I, I hate to see I hate to say I hate to see Crute go out like that. Yeah. But um but for the ref to have him walk forward and him not be able to walk right and fall immediately, I'm I'm glad they stopped it right there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Good stoppage in my opinion. Um awesome win though for Anthony Smith. I mean, what do you see him pursuing next in, in that career, in that um, division? M- maybe um top five. Uh, trying to get back into the top five um, of the division in light heavyweight, um, I, I don't, I don't really know because th- that division is actually quite. Um, it's got a couple names in it. Um, it'll be, it'll be good to see unfold though. It'll, it'll be good to see what happens with Anthony Smith. Um, I, I think top five next for him. Oh yeah, I think, I think he's a, I think he's putting himself back on the map right there by doing that that that's that's incredible um yeah incredible win for him man uh bummer way he got it i mean i'm no i'm more than sure that's not how he wanted to get it you know i I really honestly thought jimmy coop would take the win but i did too man you know and it's it's I mean, it's a it's an unpredictable sport, man. It's a betting it's a betting sport, but it's unpredictable. You can never be sure what you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And when I say what we get out of it, I mean what we'll talk about later in the episode because by far, uh, was that a crazy event? Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, and ladies and gentlemen, if you guys did not see that fight, oof. You guys, first of all, before we get into this, a moment of silence for Chris Wyman. Yeah, please. <laughs> the karma. Um. Wow. Yeah. No. Um. Me. I am not. I am not a strong person when it comes to pain, man. I am not. I am not good with that. But uh. Uh, I, I, uh, I, actually, his, I actually like to see that happen. For some his reason. uh, his pain, man, is a is a whole new different level of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that was a crazy, crazy check. Um, it was the way he checked it as well. He didn't lift his leg up to check it. He just uh put the knee out, and it and obviously the foot wrapped around uh the back of the calf. He the Anderson silvered. He Anderson yeah. silvered. And to 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 clarify this more for the fight fans, 
uh, I can't remember the exact time it happened, but Anderson Silva fighting Chris Weidman. Anderson throws the exact same shot that Chris threw. Yep. And Chris just tightens up the knee. Anderson connects, folds it. Pretty gross. Um, and then, you know, obviously here in the future, we have Uriah Hall, who had just beat Anderson Silva, mind you, last year, Halloween. Yeah. And Chris throws that same kick. Uriah Hall notices it. Uriah tightens up that knee, and Chris wraps his foot. Now, a little medical update on Chris Weidman. He is safe. He is fine. Uh, He went... He he went surgery... Yeah. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, He got a quick surgery, didn't he? Yeah, quick surgery. Uh, Doctors told him he's going to be out for 8 to 10 weeks. Can't really do anything. And then... Uh, 12 months on top of that of not of actually learning how to like redeal with the you know with like walking and stuff like that well that that is a really long time out uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't really expect to see chris back in the octagon this year i it's gonna be a while i would imagine maybe Um, not even next year because yeah no maybe not even next year you know it's it's, out for two years i think yeah uh and and speaking of anderson anderson did Anderson did a tweet out to him and, you know, basically gave him, gave him some advice. You know, Anderson knows what he's going through. Obviously. I mean, the man had it happen to him. So, uh, yeah, you know, under underwent surgery on Sunday is a hundred percent fine from what I am hearing. Yep. Uh, and that's all we can wish for as long as the fighter is okay. Disgusting freak show accident, man. It happens. Um, <laughs> yeah man the memes are all flooding in um the the anderson silver in the basement watching the fight <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so rogan anik and dc all kind of reacted in in their in their form you know i reacted at home i immediately wanted to post that clip on tiktok tiktok took it down four times before i could actually post yeah, it yeah mine got uh community guidelines violation. yeah i got community guidelines for it and then i finally told tiktok i was like all right what if i put viewers discretion as advice because that's pretty gross at the end of yeah. the day i think mine was at uh, about uh, one and a half thousand <laughs> likes and it got taken down. It's so gross when you think about it. Like, I mean, I can't rewatch that without thinking about the fear, the fact that you know, Weidman steps back, lands on his foot, and then realizes, oh, that's not right, and just falls over. It was like, okay, yeah. I I had sparring uh, a couple of days ago, and yeah. uh, uh, I was thinking about it because I had uh, a bad leg on the day that I went to sparring, and I was like, oh, no, this better not happen to me. Oh, no. I know. Uh, the worst part, man, is, you know, fighters fighters all, uh, fighters all, came out and said, you know, uh, get Wells, get Wells. Derek Lewis goes out there and says, I'm never going to throw a leg kick ever again. <laughs> so Derek Lewis, being being the person that he is, made, made, made it pretty funny. Um, yep. But with Chris out of the situation now, we focus over to Uriah Hall. What should be next for Uriah Hall? Mind you, he is number eight on the ranks right now, as of right now. Yeah, um, let me just check the rankings real quick. Um, we got uh, Jack Hermanson, Kelvin Gaslam, uh, 
Darren Till, but he's still out. Brunson, who's in number five, which I think uh, Hall and Brunson would be a good bout. Yeah, uh, I think Darren Till might fight Brunson next uh, when he gets back. Up. Yeah. Uh, Cannoneer at number four, Vittori, which we will talk about Vittori and Adesanya later in the show. Don't worry, people. Got you guys covered. Uh, is Hermanson um, fighting? We could do think... Hall versus Hermanson. I think Hermanson has a fight coming up. I'm not sure. But Hall versus Hermanson would be good. Yeah. Uh, Hermanson's more of a... I think Hermanson's more of a grappler. So that would be good to see how uh, Uriah Hall reacts to that uh, kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Uriah honestly gets it done. I mean, Uriah... I mean, look at what Uriah has done already. I yeah. Mean, you stopped the great Anderson Silva. You technically got a win over... Well, no, you got a win over Chris Weidman, you know, over, you know, the whole injury thing, which, you know... Yeah. Uh, After a yeah. while, you know... Uh, UFC was very was very kind of not sure if they were gonna replay it the night of the pay per view, and I was yeah. hoping they replayed it. So they replayed <laughs> it. John Anik was like, "Your discretion is advised." And uh, yeah, it's very rare you see that. No punches thrown, by the way. So no punches were thrown, none were yeah. connected. Just a straight knee shot. All that incident happened, and uh, so I would imagine Uriah Hall didn't really take that much damage in that fight. So uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> No damage at all. Maybe a quick turnaround for Uriah Hall if he feels like it. Yeah, yeah possibly. It's, just, possibly. It's, a, it's a, it's a, it's really just up to Uriah Hall at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. jumping down, Valentina Shevchenko. Woo. I, I just gotta say, I just gotta say, um, Valentina Shevchenko is on a different level in that division. Um, oh, very, very much. She, she dominates every, but every girl in that division, and um. The wrestling. Did you see her wrestling? Yeah, Amazing. her wrestling. Wow, that is that is rare for us to see. You know, and, I didn't and the think, ground the pounds and elbows. It was just amazing. You know, I heard a lot of people going into this fight saying that Valentina doesn't really have that much wrestling, but I mean, her display of it on Saturday, uh, very incredible. You know, very straight cut to the point. You know, she didn't she didn't panic. She didn't struggle. She knew exactly what to do. Uh, yeah. when like we, Jessica like pulled we, her down. Yeah, like like you said, very straight straight to the point. Um, but um, you've got you've got to think about this. Andrew Andrade is no joke, and the, 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 to do that to somebody like Andrade, she has to be on a different level now. I think you're uh, I think you're very right on that. Uh, yeah. No, no way. By no way. Uh, by no way am I discrediting Jessica Andrade for for the fighter that she is. She is an incredible fighter. Yeah. Um, but like we said earlier, Valentina is just on a different level. She is on a stepping level to becoming quite possibly the greatest in that division. Yeah, I, I think she is the greatest in that division. And I don't it, think- it, it's it's incredible, you know, because. I mean, yeah, she still has some people that she can fight. I mean, yeah, yeah, the names up there are kind of weird that she can fight. I mean, everybody's saying Lauren Murphy for versus Shevchenko, which I mean, at this point, who is really next for Shevchenko? Who do we really give Shevchenko? Uh, to be honest, I I really want to see the Nunes trilogy, but at one thirty five. 
at one thirty five, given Nunez. Yeah, yeah. I think that's possible. I think that can be done. I mean, the way the way I see it is, um, but both women have improved a lot. Nunez oh, and so. Shevchenko have improved since the last fight amazingly, and um, I, I see the fight being more competitive than the last one. And the last one was really competitive, so it's go- it's going to be good to watch, in my opinion. Real quick, let's uh, real quick, let me see when their last fight was, because that's. I think it was twenty seventeen. That's something I want to check out real quick. 2016-2017. So their last about last time they met was UFC 215 in the main event, September 9th, 2017. So yeah, yeah um, I'm all for it if if you know that's the fight that they want to give us. If you know both of those uh both of those girls can come to an agreement. Yeah. And uh, I think I think they can. I think they can make it a reasonable agreement to finally come to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just it makes it, it makes it such a such a crazy story now because it's like, well, what are we doing after? What are we going? Where are we? What are we going? What are we doing? Where Where are we going after this? You know, Amanda being the goat of what she's doing, and Valentina already almost already there, pretty much at that point. Um, yeah. Once she clears out that division, which should be soon, no time. So she's she's taking her time. Um, yeah. what do you do with the now defeated Jessica Andrade? Do you just kind of let her go back and reassess would, some things, or do you yeah, give her a fight? Go back to the drawing board and maybe come back against the top five opponent. Maybe uh, say Jennifer uh, Maya. Uh, yeah, possible possibility. Jennifer Maya is a good good opponent. Cynthia Calvillo, you know, yeah, Jessica Eyes. Yeah. She could take Grosso's spot if she wants to, because Grosso's only sitting at 10. So, yeah. um, incredible, incredible fight. Very impressed by Valentina's performance. Um, man, that is, that's insane. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Andrade's performance, too, was very incredible. Uh, but next time, there's there's always a next time, and I am excited to see the next fight that Valentina has. And she always surprises me with something new. It's always something new with uh with Valentina. You know, this yeah. this time around, UFC 261 was her wrestling. She surprised me with that. I was surprised, blown yeah, away. Yeah, she, she goes from a aggressive striker to a, a technical striker to a, a wrestler. Um, crazy. You know, like we said. Most people don't realize that she has that, that she has the the willpower to to go to the ground and you know she didn't freak out which is one thing I was looking at mostly during that fight is I was making yeah. sure she was on the ground she wasn't freaking out she wasn't she wasn't worried I mean she looked fine she looked cool she looked collected I mean it's kind of hard now with the with the crowd to hear your corner it's not like before where you know, your corner is telling you to do this so you can hear your corner. Now with the crowd, it's like, okay, I can't really hear my corner anymore. So, Yeah, and Shevchenko just took took, took control of that fight really, really. Oh, cool. yeah. You know, she, uh, from right right from the get-go, man, right from the start, dude, she kind of just kept her, kept, her, uh, kept Jessica at distance, man, which is what yeah. you need to do against somebody like Jessica Andrade. You need to keep her at distance. Yeah, she's um, very aggressive. Yeah, and we saw those. We saw those in the 
in the in a couple of those rounds is like um Jessica was trying to push through that threshold that Valentina had, but it wasn't going to work regardless because obviously they're going to result in going to the ground and then Valentina's still knowing what to do in that kind of situation. So high rapid situation from Jessica Andrade, Valentina Shevchenko still, I don't think anybody's taking it away from her anytime soon. I just don't. And uh, by the way, I predicted uh, the way the fight would go, second round stoppage. So yeah, you did. Nice. Yeah. Um. So let's go on to our next one, our next fight. And uh, is there really much to say? Thug Rose. I mean, Fug- oh, Thug Rose, people. Thug Rose. I yeah. mean, she did it. She did it all. I mean, she told everybody. I mean, yeah, incredible. She's one, of the, incredible. She's, she's one of the best ever in that division, no doubt. She's um, incredible. Nobody yeah. expected the head kick. Nobody her striking expected. is just amazing as well. Her striking is very oh, fast. Her striking aggressive. is incredible. Her yeah. striking is so incredible. The, the, um, the way she moves is so like fluid. She moves in and out. She dodges oh, yeah. punches well. It's just beautiful to watch. Um, I know a lot of us, a lot of us that were that were excited for the uh, straw weight bout. I know a lot of us were thinking that going into this, we were gonna have a uh, a dog fight between Thug Rose and Whaley. Yeah, but uh, man, Thug Rose, the head kick, perfect timing, uh, cool, calm, and collected. She's the best. She said it. She was hyping herself up. I mean, I don't know if we saw that. She had Joe Rogan crying, and that is rare. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just talking about it, man. You know, you get you get teary eyed from talking about it, man. Because, you get goosebumps talking about it. It's just insane. You know, you get teary eyed. You get goosebumps. You know, you get. I mean, Doug Rose is Doug Rose. There's no. Yeah, I mean, that that girl is a beast, man. Um. Man, there are some names for her to fight, though, and I w- I would love to see her fight. I would love to, I would love to see her fight at least one more time again this year, at least yeah. one more time again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be immediately. It can be towards the end of the year. I mean, we're we're barely going into May, but yeah, I would love to see her fight at least one more time. Yeah, uh, I th- I think she should fight Joanna next, and then next year. If Jessica Andrade comes down back to strawweight, I think she should fight her in the rematch. Um, yeah, that that seems like it would work. My my understanding of how I would do the strawweight division right now is a little different, yeah. uh, compared to what you have just said. Uh, yeah. My thing would be the three biggest names that I think are still in this, or four biggest names that are still in this picture. Are uh, obviously all four of these are all, yeah, all four of these are definitely going to be gunning for that title back. And this is how I would, this is how I would like to see UFC do it. And uh, that's if, you know, obviously Whaley's going to come back down and she's going to fight somebody because her rank is still number one, which is. Yeah, Whaley's definitely going to come back and try and go for the title again. No doubt. So I would also have number five and number four fight, which are Mackenzie Dern fight Carla Esperanza. I would definitely have those two fight. Yeah. Because obviously we know Mackenzie Dern's been on this little war path that she's doing. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern is a very good, very, very good wrestler. And, and 
she, I, I imagine Mackenzie Dane can challenge for the title one day. I think she can. I think she can pose a threat to Thug Rose, but not like a super severe threat. Just a, yeah. just a, yeah, just a tiny threat. Yeah, just a tiny threat. Then after those two fight, uh, between Dern and Esperanza, I would give. Uh, Joanna and Whaley that rematch that long awaited rematch have those two fight and the winner of the the winner of Mackenzie Dern versus Carla Esperanza would be fighting the winner of Joanna versus Whaley and that winner would get Rose in the long run that's how I have it set that's well, how I see it so, saying that I do agree with you but uh, the only thing I don't agree with you on is uh you said uh, the winner of Whaley versus Joanna fights uh, Mackenzie Dern or uh, who was the other girl? Uh, Carla Esperanza. Esperanza, yeah. The winner of uh, Mackenzie Dern and Carla Esperanza. I think the the loser of Zhang Whaley and Joanna should fight the the winner of uh, um, uh, Mackenzie Dern and Carla Esperanza and the winner uh, of the the uh, Joanna and Whaley should fight uh, Rose. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, so that kind of clarifies it because obviously we don't know what Doug Rose has in plan. Uh, we know we know who her coach is, who her striking, who her striking coach is. So, I mean... Yeah, Trevor Whitman, man. Trevor Whitman, uh, madman behind the striking game. <clears throat> yeah, very good, very good coach. And, uh, yeah, we even saw Justin Gaethje shed some tears over uh, Doug Rose. Yeah, man was, man was crying. I mean, I give him respect for that. Doug Rose did it. She did it again. Yeah. And uh, like I said, what's more, what's more for Thug Rose in the future? We have no idea yet, but I am more than sure it is going to be good regardless what we get. One thing I do want to point out, and I hope UFC takes note of this, is uh, I hope UFC actually, you know, kind of puts that spotlight uh kind of puts that spotlight onto uh Doug Rose's title holding now because last time I feel like they did kind of not the greatest job on her on her being the champ, you know. Yeah. She got kind of in stressed terms of out. Promotion. In terms yeah, of and promotion wise, like yeah. I feel like she got a little stressed out from being champ last time, so this time around, I would love to see UFC kind of focus and highlight a little bit more on, you know, on Thug Rose being champion and, you know, give her give her some fights, you know? Yeah, at this point, I don't think she needs promotion, to be honest. Uh, she, she's herself is, she herself is promoting herself, basically, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way the way she the way she even won that fight is just amazing. Head kick. Nobody expected a head kick in the first first round. Not not that early, at least. I mean, her stance yeah. too, and her how fast she was moving. You know, she was moving fluent, and yeah. then it was just like, you know, Whaley dropped guard and head kick came in, got the yeah. job done. She split the guard too, by the way. That that's yeah. insane. Yeah, that, that, that's is, hard to, that is really hard to do splitting the guard with a head kick. Yeah, because uh, I I mean, obviously, I listened to a uh, DC and Hawani yesterday. And uh, they they were talking about it. They were sharing their their thoughts on it, and they were saying that she split the head guard, which is very difficult to do. But uh, uh well, what do you think about uh Whaley protesting the stoppage? Um, so I heard about that, 
at the end of the fight, you know, obviously she's upset. She just lost her belt. But the ref did the right idea. I mean, obviously, you go back and you watch that fight after, you know, after they land that, after she lands the head kick and the ref, you know, walks over or runs over there and kind of stops, stops the fight, which is what obviously that ref should have did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, when she got up and she kind of stumbled, it was like you're done. You're not fighting. You're not. You're not in a place of, you know, a hundred percent. You got head kicked and that stumbled you. So yeah, there's there's no doubt she would have been knocked out. Uh, if yeah, there's. Done. Yeah, any further that fight would have went, it could have resulted in something more violent than what Rose did. Yeah. I mean, who's to say what Rose could have done in those later rounds would have been even more violent. But I think the stoppage was perfect. I think it was well called. I don't think there should be any reason why you're protesting the stoppage because it's not really needed to protest. It's just to stop. I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, like I said, you got up and you stumbled to the corner. You're not fine. So, yeah, she she was she was protesting at the same time when she was rocked. She was rocked and she was protesting at the same time. Yeah, it's like, why are you gonna get mad at the ref? He's he stopped you. So yeah. uh yeah, just I mean, I guess it's one of those outcomes where you know she didn't really want to lose that title, but she has yeah. to deal with it now. Yeah. Uh turning our focus to the main event, Kamaru Usman beats Jorge Masvidal due to a round two knockout. And I have to say knockout wise, vicious. Yeah, I get Kamaru Usman. Uh... A moment of silence for Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Uh, and, Kamaru and Usman. Another... Oh, yeah, Al- Alex. Alex. What's up? Uh, uh, another moment of silence for your pick as well. I know. <laughs> I know. I heard it. Believe me. I was at my house. I had my whole family going against me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like me and my brother. It was like me and my brother were going for Masvidal. My dad's over there going for Usman. And he got knocked out, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm never gonna hear the end of it now." <laughs> uh, doesn't doesn't? Hey, I will tell you this right now: it does not stop me from being a Jorge Masvidal fan. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people right now on the who listen to this when this episode is is live, you guys can you guys can love it or hate it, but I am still a Jorge Masvidal fan. This does not stop me from being a Masvidal fan. Let yeah. me clarify that. Um, yeah, I I mean. Kamar Usman, what can I say? The guy is a goat status. Almost yeah. there. You are yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, he could definitely be the goat. Um looking at him now. Um but he he's up there with a, uh, another goat in the world weight division, George St. Pierre. Uh there's been a lot of comparisons. Um my personal opinion on that is I think GSP would beat him. I don't know what you oh, think yeah. about. No, 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 no. GSP would definitely. If if let me let me put it into you in this in this term. If we get prime GSP versus prime uh, Usman, which people say Usman has, Usman hasn't even hit his prime yet. Usman has, um, yeah, definitely has. Yeah, I think prime GSP still gets the win over him. I'm sorry, GSP. Yeah. Uh, go back to some of GSP's records. I mean, recently on my TikTok, I've had people arguing over Matt Hughes or Matt Sarah versus uh, GSP. When I posted that, people are sitting there arguing over who's better. So I had to chime in and tell them, "Hey, I think GSP was good for you know what he did, 
but these people are still arguing it. So, in well, a sense, well, I well, well, think about this. G- GSP had a, a, a similar similar run to Usman at waterweight yeah, earlier in his career, and right. uh, and then uh, and then he had a bit of a stumble with uh, Johnny Hendricks, um, uh, and then he re- and then he basically retired from the sport. Uh, went out for a couple of years, but then came back. But he moved up a weight class to against Michael Bisping and knocked him out. Uh, so, right. Uh, tapped him out. Tapped him out. Sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely think uh, Saint Pierre is is still the goat of that weight class of of Walter weight. Yeah. I know true. people people don't want to hear me say that, but I mean. Kamaru, Kamaru is getting there. Don't don't get me wrong. Kamaru is a great athlete. I give him that much, man. Yeah, he's um, one or two more fights for, away from it. One, two, one maybe thing, three, maybe. Four. One thing. One thing I want to get your topic on real quick, and uh, I, I I definitely do believe I've seen a change in Kamaru Usman, and here's why I believe that. And I'm gonna ask you: um, Do you think Kamaru training in Colorado, obviously with the great Trevor Whitman? coach of the year in my book already <laughs> um do you think that has improved do you think that has given Kamaru the chance to improve and show who he is or do you think Kamaru is still the same fighter from a couple years ago oh no doubt he's definitely improved no doubt there's no doubt Trevor Whitman is just an amazing coach I don't know I don't know what they're putting in the water over there but he's just an insane coach you know because now obviously I know I know ATT's head coach, uh, Mike Brown, would have loved to bring that title back to Florida, but left it, you know, obviously bring it back to ATT, such a big name in the MMA community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got to think about it now. Trevor Whitman brought back not one title, but brought back two titles to Colorado with him. You know, he brought back the, the women's straw weight, that being Doug Rose, and the uh, Walter weight title being Kamaru Usman. Now, um, who is the next big threat for Kamaru Usman, in your opinion? Well, there's no doubt it's Kobe. There's no doubt it's Kobe. It's okay. definitely Kobe. Yeah, but the reason why it's Kobe, because if you look at the last fight, Kobe won three or four rounds in that fight, uh, and then he got stopped. Kobe definitely won three, three of, maybe three or four rounds in that fight, and plus Kobe rocked him about three or four times in that fight as well. Kobe Was it definitely the fake- was it the fake nut shot that had anything to do with it? Uh, it's possible. Possibility. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, every time those two talk, man. And uh, by the way, real quick before we move forward uh, with anything, uh, I just want to say that we had some stars out in uh, in Florida this this past this past weekend. Uh, we had Nick Diaz there. So Nick Diaz, we'll talk about him later in the episode. Yeah. And uh, Colby Covington showed up to Florida. So, you know, they were they were there. You know, Colby Colby was definitely eyeing his uh, eyeing his prey. He knows what he needs to do. Yeah. Be- and, before uh, we go into the topic uh, of stars um, in the arena, I would like to point out: um, Did you see Randy Brown's win uh, over Cowboy? Oliver? Yes. Wow! Yes, that submission, incredible. That kid, that kid is actually going to go far. If I think he could be um, top five, maybe even one day a title challenger. This kid. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This for, kid's good. for sure. I, I, I he's definitely. Ha- he's had losses before, but he has come back. That that wasn't that was an incredible submission though. Yeah. 
Um, so getting back over to the Walter Waits and the Usman situation, uh, me and you are about on the same page with it, man. I mean, I think Colby deserves that rifle rematch, you know, that happened, what, UFC? It happened a while back when those two fought, I know that, um, when Usman fought Covington and, uh, the rest of the Walter Wade division, what's going to happen with them? I'm looking right now at the rankings and Masvidal has now dropped down to rank five, which, um, did did you see what Kobe Covington said about the referee in the Usman fight? No. What did he say? (laughs) He said the referee was anti-Trump. Is he? See, man, that's, that's the thing. And I, and I love it. I love it about Kobe Covington is love it or hate it. He can tell a fight, man. He can sell yeah. it. He can. And he's now. I think he's hilarious, man. Oh, he he definitely is. That's yeah. that's what makes him the best part about it. You know, yeah. is you know his sense of humor is the best. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I said, later this year, uh, hopefully we see Kamaru fight Covington later this year. Hoping, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. jumping into the, jumping in. To Walter Waits, uh, we can't forget that in May we have Leon Edwards facing Nate Diaz. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that'll you know determine what's going on after that. Because I keep feeling and I keep saying this a lot now that I keep seeing it more and more is I keep feeling like the Robin Leon of that title. He gets so close to getting something and then they completely they completely turn around and it's like, oh no, you gotta fight this guy now. We're sorry, we're just joking with you, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, they keep Robin Leon of everything I, that he's trying to get to. I, I think it's just uh, wrong time wrong time, wrong place, in my opinion, because Kobe definitely deserves the title shot next. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no, there's no denying that Co- that uh Colby does deserve that title shot next. Yeah. Um, but you know Leon, I want to say Leon had his chance with Bahal Muhammad, but he blew it because of you know the eye poke. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Colby Covington, Kamara Usman, I think it's gonna happen again, and uh, when it happens, I think that's gonna be a. Sold out fight, definitely, and uh, yeah. see who brings that title back to wherever they're at. So, so I've got some breaking news here. Um, did Did you see that? I don't know if you saw the story. Conor McGregor buys the pub where the, where the um the incident with the old man happened. Right, I did hear about the incident. Uh, I didn't see Conor's side of the story yet, though. Um. So Conor McGregor bought the pub. <laughs> Insane. Um. Yeah. So speaking of the whole breaking news thing, uh, not really too much to cover in breaking news, but uh, I do have only like three stories. I'll check right now what else I have. Uh, but Hamza Chamayev is apparently going to be fighting Nick Diaz in. A fight which is currently in the works this is now when i say in the works i mean this is like really in the works like ufc and you know from the sources that i've got it from have been kind of like been told inside source where you know i don't really know where they get it from but yeah 
you know, I trust them as a source, obviously, because, you know, covering MMA news, you have to be kind of, you know, you kind of have to be sure about it before you can post it. So I did my research on it. I can definitely tell you that right now, uh, Jemayev and Diaz is in the works from um, I've got multiple sources. I have as well. Um, from multiple sources. Uh, Kamzat Jemayev uh, has just recently crashed his luxury luxury uh, Mercedes-Benz. Nope, see, he's out for fighting now. <laughs> uh, no, no I, don't, I don't think he's injured, but um, <laughs> but he crashed his car. This guy is so weird, man. He's on, a, he's on a path of trying to come back. He called out Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> he called out Jorge Masvidal after the fight. It was like, eventually when he wakes up, tell him I'm trying to fight him. And I was like, oh, it's too early, man. It's like, why are you guys trying to do this? Yeah. Uh, but Nick Diaz, that's... I don't know how I feel about that. I've been on this kind of like my brain isn't processing this, why this is an actual fight. I mean, Nick Diaz versus Chimaev, somebody who knocked out Gerald Murchard in 17 seconds. Nick Diaz, who's known for the iconic, you know, his iconic Diaz brother, Nate, obviously. Uh, yeah. I just don't see why UFC would, would you know, hype up the return of Nick Diaz and give him somebody like Chamayev. I mean, I get Chamayev is a rising star in this sport, and I get Nick Diaz is... I mean, do we clarify Nick Diaz as a legend yet, or...? Um, well, well, he's a legend in his own right, so... I mean, yeah, he's a legend in his own right, so I don't really see where the two of those... What it seems right to make the two of them fight, but... If UFC wants to do it, UFC can do it. I'm definitely more than sure it'll be a good fight between those two. I mean, yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, and uh, Nick Diaz is actually in shape. I give him that much, man. I give him yeah, that he much looks good. He looks really good. He was at the fights drinking beer, so, you know, having a yeah. good time. Grand old time over there, Nick Diaz. Um, so, uh, Going on the topic of people being at the fights, Um, so Daniel Cormier uh, confronts <sighs> Uh, a scared uh, little boy. Uh, I think his name is Jake Paul. Yep, his name is Jake Paul. So yep. apparently showed up in attendance to UFC 261. Uh, DC saw him, walked over to him, and uh, they had a sharing of words. And yeah. uh, Jake Paul looks scared, though, didn't he? I mean, from what I've seen, because the, the thing about having a live audience a live crowd back in the building is so great for one reason. You have not one, not two, not three, but multiple different camera angles from everybody's position. So I've yeah. seen it from I've seen it from DC's point of view. I've seen it from Jake's point of view. I've seen it from somebody on the right side that was sitting next to him, somebody on the left side. I've seen almost every possible view that UFC has given us or places have given us or TikTok has given us, you know, I've seen every possible way and view that they've shown us um, what actually happened. So I know when it happened, you know, DC got up, didn't tell anybody where he was going. Guess he <laughs> saw him there, walked yes. to the back and was exchanging words with him saying that uh, this isn't a boy. This isn't, he isn't a little kid and not to be saying, you know, not to be running his mouth about it or anything because he will hurt him. So that is what DC has said to Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, at this point, man, come on. What's the point of showing up to to um to the to the event if you're just gonna try to call somebody out? You know. Well, well, I've got to give Jake Paul something. He he does know how to uh, sell a pay per view, no doubt. Oh yeah, and we and we've talked about that before. You know, love it or hate Jake, man. Yeah. Um, look at look at how he sold the Ben Askren fight. You know, love it or hate it. You know, you love Jake Paul, you hate Jake Paul. You know, he's just, you know, Colby Covington had some choice words to say. I'm not going to say it because, you know, Colby Covington went into some, uh, went into a whole different side of it. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, he, you know, in a boxing match, who do you think would win, Colby or Jake? I, I No doubt I think Colby would. Oh, Colby. Yeah, Colby. They have, but what I do love that DC said to Jake, this is what I love. Is DC said, yeah, we can fight, but I'm not going to fight in your little boxing tournament or your little boxing rule. You're going to come to my octagon and we're going to fight octagon yeah. style. Yeah. Octagon style. And I was like, oh, geez. I was like, Jake's, Jake's, Jake wouldn't accept that. I'm, no, d- 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 that's not even, that's not even in, in Jake's head. Jake can't even, uh, uh, um, what's the word? Um, process that. He, he, oh, would no, never he do- can't. Yeah, he would never ever do that. And the thing, the thing about it that made me laugh the most, man, is you know as soon as DC walked over there, you know Jake's little bodyguard got in front of him and was like, "Hold on, back up!" Like he doesn't, he's not gonna talk to you. Like, dude, he doesn't care. DC don't care. He's yeah. not there to talk to his bodyguard. He's there to, directly to talk to Jake and tell him, "Quit running your mouth before something bad happens to you." Yeah. Which at this point, you, you know, you figure at this point, you know, Dana would have already stepped in and, you know, found some way around having Jake Paul there, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I heard Dana say that he was going to put a uh, put a lawsuit on, on Jake for calling for calling out his fighters. I mean, you're, you're a boxer, dude. Stick to the boxing. Stick, stick to the boxing people. Don't call out the MMA guys. They're busy. They don't want none of your time. In, in my opinion, he's not a boxer, really. He's not a pro- professional. He, right? He's not. He's not a professional boxer until he is fought somebody in his class or can show me something that proves to you that you're a boxer. I'm sorry. Fighting a YouTuber, a retired basketball player, and a retired, and a retired mixed martial artist, you need to, dude, quit, quit with the childish fights. Quit with the childish fights. Stop fighting Disney stars. Stop fighting YouTubers. Stop fighting whoever you're thinking is is such a big threat. And fight somebody real. Go in there yeah. and fight somebody real. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to learn. It, and that's the a, only way you'll gain credit as well. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm more than sure. I mean, the people who... The people who already follow his fan base are either sleeping on something that can't allow them to finally realize why we taught why us MMA analysts and MMA cover people like this talk about Jake Paul. I don't want to give Jake Paul the bad rep that I give him. I give him it because he's out there doing the bad rep things. Yeah. You know, if you weren't there at UFC 261, by the way, love what the crowd was chanting when, you know, Jake <laughs> Paul was going on. Yeah. Love that. Um you know, if Jake Paul wasn't out there giving his name, giving his, his, you know, his little, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not ego, but 
Oh, I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word that... Huh? Overconfident. No, not overconfident. Um, Like, if Jake Paul wasn't out there giving him the bad status, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the bad status that, you know, Jake has, you know, showing up thinking he can fight everybody, I would maybe have a little more respect. But yeah. like I said, you show up to the UFC 261, you're sitting there fighting, trying to fight everybody, you know, everybody's booing you, not even paying attention to the fight, probably. <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, actually sitting there trying to fight everybody, but in reality, he couldn't fight, he couldn't fight anybody because, like, he, he, this 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 guy is not a real boxer. He, he, he'll never step in the octagon, so that, that's out the picture. And Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't think he'll ever fight a good boxer either, so th- there's no point even talking about this kid anymore. Yeah, no, this this kid is honestly, man, this kid is just doing it for the clout, man. He's just doing yeah. it for the wannabe fame. That's yeah. all it really seems to be at this point. Yeah, the the fame and the money just the fame and the money gets you, man. It, it yeah. gets to you. Some people some people it gets to, some people it doesn't, you know? Yeah. But I believe I believe humble beginnings are a thing and being humble does happen eventually. So you can be you can be the best person in the world, man, and you can get humbled and that stops you. I mean, best example I can give you of that is look at Connor. Connor was, you know, on on the superstardom. What happened when he fought uh, Nate Diaz? Got submitted, got humbled, came back strong, but got humbled and learned that it's not okay. Yeah, and then even more, he, this is what you've got to learn when somebody humbles you. You've got to come back all the time. Because this is one of the things I respect about Connor. Um, he he got beat by Nate Diaz, and even in Connor's earlier career, he had two losses before he was in the UFC. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, so so he got submitted by Nate Diaz. Um, he obviously lost the boxing match slash exhibition with Mayweather, uh, and then he came back to the UFC uh, looking for a fight, and then he got Khabib, and then he lost to Khabib. But he also came back again against Savone. He came back with with Cowboy, and he he yeah. took the win from Cowboy. Yeah. You know, then dipped out the whole year. Came back this year. You know, took lost the to loss to lost to Dustin, and is potentially training right now for the yeah. July fight. Yeah, uh, and it's a possibility that he'll win. Definitely a possibility. Oh yeah, very very yeah. very big possibility that. You know he gets he gets the job done and everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah. As far as far as that goes, that's where I'm gonna leave the whole Jake Paul incident. Um, I, I've if... got some new, funny news um to talk about. Um, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith oh, uh, admits admits he's no expert at the UFC. Yeah, you're not, dude. Do you not do you not remember what you said on International Women's Day? Uh, what did he say? You don't remember that? No. Okay, so I'm more than sure we covered it on one of these episodes, but on uh, International Women's Day, when UFC had posted uh, Joanna and Whaley's incredible bout last year, he uh, he decided to chime in on Twitter and tell everybody that females shouldn't be putting their body through this kind of sport. It's not a female sport, and uh, females just don't belong in the octagon, and everybody 
immediately was like, what are you saying? Watch what you're saying, please. Because these two, these two lovely ladies, that being Joanna and that being Whaley, just went out there and gave the entire world quite possibly one of the best female strawweight fights that we have ever had in the yeah. history of UFC. Yeah. And was like so can, so thrown off by all the outrage and stuff that the fans were telling him that later that night he came back out on Twitter and was like, okay, yeah, I retract my earlier statement of what I said and I shouldn't have said it in that way. I should have said it in a different way. Well, he he. Anybody's allowed to say anything they like, really, in my opinion. True, true. Yeah, you are yeah, you are yeah. entitled to to what you want to say. Your opinion, yeah. Um, but but the the other point is, if he's gonna say stupid stuff like that, expect to meet these fighters one day because I'm not oh, yeah. Donald Cerrone, um, uh, against Conor McGregor. Oh Riggle. yeah, we well, yeah. remember that one. I, and Joe Rogan was saying, um. The Donald Cerrone, if if he has a seizure, he he will have have he, a word. Yeah, he will. Cowboy Cowboy is nobody to nobody to talk about like that, man. I mean, you respect MMA fighters the way you would want to be be respected. You know, I don't. You know, you don't go up to an MMA fighter thinking you know you're all high and mighty because you're really not. And then, yeah, I mean. You know, respect an MMA fighter the way you would want to be respected, you know? Yeah. Um, on another note, uh, there's some more news coming in. Adesanya versus Vittori announced. Yes, sir. That yep. possibly could be a very good bout. And I have, actually, I have the, uh, not all five of the main uh, main fights on the main card, but I do have the three that I'm looking forward to the most, and that being Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori 2, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, Damian Maya versus Bahal Muhammad, and Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Yeah. Uh, pretty down. Paul, Craig. pretty... Paul Craig's a uh, Scottish fighter. Damian Maya, man. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Bahal Muhammad, Davison Figueredo, and Brandon Moreno. You know, as much as, as much as I've said this, you know I've been waiting for that fight for the longest time. Same uh, here, man. Same here. Davison and Brandon. After their last time, bro, oof, that was that was close. That was way too close. Yeah, I I honestly think we're gonna get a, a Mexican Rocky story here with Brandon Moreno. You think so? Like, you think he? Yeah. Do, do you think he takes the title from Davison though? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, last time Davison had food poisoning, wasn't feeling all that great. Still went out there and won, which was mind blowing, if you ask me. Yeah, I feel like uh, Brandon Moreno is going to make the right adjustments this time. There's definitely, if you look at, if you look back at the fight, Brandon Moreno could have um, had opportunities to finish that fight on a lot. Oh, of yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I feel like he's going to take them opportunities this time, uh, use the right game plan, and then come back and win. In my opinion, it's such, dude. This is it's such a crazy crazy topic you know of what this year is shaping out to be if this is if this really is and i say this every time everybody should look at these fights as a subject to change about because we never know now with i mean yeah. obviously covid still being technically a thing i guess i don't really know anymore it's just kind of doing its own thing uh adesanya and figueredo moreno and vittori take it with take it with the slightest slightest grain of salt uh i wouldn't hundred percent lock it in yet that's still in June. So roughly couple 
roughly a month away. Well, May and then June. So, um, who who yeah. you got in that fight against Adesanya and Vittori? Adesanya. Yeah, same here. Same here. Adesanya. <laughs> I don't like I don't like Spaghetti Man. I don't like Vittori. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Pizza Man. <laughs> the Pizza Man, bro. I don't know why. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's always so angry. Yeah, I feel like he's got a bit of void rage. Like if if I could get a clarification of why the man is so angry, then maybe I would be a fan of him. But Darren Till said it I best. He's always so angry. I think he's the voids. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Um Davison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. I'm gonna say it now, and I'll probably stick by it. I'm gonna say Figueredo. I'll probably stick by it. Who knows? Uh, what my you're pick, gonna go my, with Brandon Moreno? No, I'm gonna go with Figueredo. Oh, interesting. I I am gonna I am gonna say this weekend though my UFC picks weren't the worst. They were actually pretty good. They weren't yeah. bad. I actually picked fairly well this time. All right, except for the main event. I could have had three three green main events, but I picked wrong on the last one because I was going for Monster Doll. But other than that, it looked perfectly fine. Yeah, I I got the, um, the the fighters that I picked right in three of the main cards, but I got Ooh. one of the fights right. Like here we go, fight. Kamara Usman on the next fight. I'd murder Conor McGregor, but interested in Jake Paul. Oh my god! What Kamara Usman said he was interested in Jake Paul. Jake Paul responds to Daniel Cormier. Wait, what? Oh my goodness! Hold up, go to Instagram. This is serious. <laughs> I need okay. to see this. I need to see this because ESPN just posted something talking about it, and I definitely want to see what they posted. Okay, so they haven't posted it, so we'll go to their YouTube channel because their YouTube channel probably has it. Dude, I don't know. All I saw is Jake Paul response to Daniel Cormier's message, and I just kind of want to. I just kind of want to react to it. Uh, well, while I'm on here, might as well, right? Yeah, might as well. Uh. You probably might not be able to hear it, but um, where is it at? It's not even up here. That <laughs> was a YouTube notification. I swear it was. I saw it for like a split second. No, see, that was 17 hours. DC addresses his interaction with Jake Paul at UFC 261. Yeah, that was from DC and Hawani. This is like breaking, and I need to see it yeah. now. <laughs> Oh, there's some more news coming in. Rafael Sunsol versus Kyle Phillips booked for July 24th. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, that um, sounds- Real quick, while we're on the topic of breaking news, and uh, we talked about this a uh, couple weeks ago. Let me let me go through my notes real quick. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. When was... When was... I'm trying to see when was... Uh, April 7th is when we talked about it. So uh, one uh, one championship with Eddie Alvarez. Uh, we talked about that crazy um, no disqualification that or disqualification that Eddie Alvarez had uh, in his fight on 1FC where he they said he punched behind the head, but he really didn't. He was punching on the ear. Yeah. Um, recent story broke though that after a couple after a couple weeks of one championship talking about it and figuring out a game plan. They have finally ruled out that uh, Eddie Alvarez's oh uh, 
disqualification was overturned as a no contest, which Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that was the right decision to make. Yeah, because at the at the same time, I mean it could have been at the same time he really didn't hit him on the head. Like if you look at it, like he didn't he didn't really hit him. Yeah. As long as the fight has got paid, that's all I really care about. But um paid the same amount, but um as yeah, the no contest um is fair in my opinion. A no, no contest for Eddie Alvarez, like how would how would that play out? Like that plays out pretty fine. Because now yeah. he's not what was this damn notification on, man? I know I saw okay, that's what it was on. Okay. That's what it was on. What did you find it? Uh yeah, it was on it was on uh, Ariel's podcast. So oh. yeah, Ariel Hawani's uh podcast thing that he does where he talks about it and apparently he had he had it on there, but my thing is not my thing is not bringing it up. I don't know if it was it's not an old clip either. It's a new kind of a new clip still. So I don't know. I can't really find it, but I wanted to listen to it. I wanted to see what he said. Um, yeah, so glad that they overturned Eddie Alvarez's, uh, you know, little disqualification incident that they had. Um, yeah. Makes everything a lot better. Yeah. Uh, upcoming fights to know about. I figure we cover this one. We get this out of the way real quick so people know fights that are coming up and fights that uh, fights that are coming up and fights to look forward to. May 1st, Saturday, we have Reyes versus... Jimmy Prochaska. Prochaska. There we go. We actually said it on time. Yes, we got it. Finally, uh, May 8th, Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. Gross. Yep. Insane. Uh, May 15th, UFC 262, Oliveira versus Chandler for the vacated lightweight title, and Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards in your co-main event. May altogether is an insane month. I know, dude. May is already looking fire. Yeah, uh, and, May... and plus it's my birthday month, so I'm going to I know. Way to, way to go. Uh, yeah. May 22nd, Rob Front versus Cody Garbrandt. Y'all know I am waiting for that fight, and I'm not going to be happy until something something crazy happens during that fight. June 12th, UFC 263, Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, two, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. I would imagine two, right? Is that two? Uh, uh, what, that which is, one? Uh, Moreno and Figueredo. That's two, yeah. right? Yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, Damian Maya versus Bahal Muhammad and Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Incredible yep. bout there. Uh, June 26th, Cyril Gaon versus Alexander Volkov, which we still haven't really even seen the fight card for that. And uh, July 10th, in the Team Mobile Arena from Las Vegas, Nevada, Dustin Poirier versus Connor McGregor. Yep. And that is shaping out to be your month of May for fights. I will update anybody on fights that are coming up. Um, quickly, uh, before we... Uh, we we end or something. Uh, Dominic wrap up. D- D- Dominic Reyes versus Jerry Prochaska. What's your predictions? I don't want to say. Uh, I don't want to say Reyes, but yeah. Probably gonna lean over to uh, Protoska's side. 
because I think he might have it. Um, let let me check Prochaska's record real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll check that real quick. Let's let's get. A check he has had that. a he he has had a lot of losses. I do know that. Um, a few losses outside the UFC as well, but he has fought a lot of name fighters outside the UFC as well. Um. Yeah. He he's twenty seven three and one. Good record. Okay, so twenty three and one. Twenty seven three and one. Oh, 20. Okay, okay. Good record. Uh, yeah, not not bad. What's Reyes looking at? Reyes is looking at a loss, right? Because he had the Yon fight, and then, yeah, and uh... it was a TKO as well, so that could okay. affect. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jiri on this. He's coming off a wi- uh, a second round win over Volkanus Demir. And he fought CB Dalloway in Rising in December 2019. He fought Fabio Maldonado in October 2019 as well. I'm going to have to go with uh, Jiri Prochaska. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's kind of how I figured it. Yeah. And oh, it, we found it. We found it. We got it. We got it, boys. We found what, it. Jake Paul? Jake yes. Paul. Yeah. Yes, I found it. I'm not going to put the volume on because obviously there's advertisements and nobody wants to listen to advertisements. Here we go. This is from. This isn't even from. Did I? Tell me I didn't click on the right. Oh. Oh, All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Askren in the main event of the second thriller event, and on Saturday he was front and center at UFC. No, we could probably really hear it. Seen him, although they did show him on camera, but. You, you you also may have heard the fans chanting his name. Jake, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me, Ariel. Um, enjoying enjoying the beautiful Miami, Florida. Enjoying life. Enjoying the victory. Feeling good about everything. Excited to be enjoying on the, the victory, bro. That fight was like oh, nine God, days ago. <laughs> how are you still enjoying the victory? Crazy, so excited to be here. Uh, when you say you know something like, about him, dude, just makes me want to slap him. Like it's that bad. <laughs> I want to hit him with a leg kick. So annoying, dude. He just looks so stupid. Um, you know, I knew it. I knew it was going to get to this point. I just didn't think it would be this fast. Uh, you know, it's it's sort of taking. He, he acts like he's a fighter. Well. Um, yeah, he does. That's the worst part about it. It's like people just keep on feeding into it. So people are so mad at, at, at what I have going on, but then they just keep on feeding into it. So. He's got a point, though. I will give him that. I will give Jake that. He has a point. Yeah. We get mad at him, but look at us. We're we're so like we're so straight onto it when he posts something or when he says something. Like we want to see what he covers right away. Like we want to jump right to it. Yeah, because he's making us buy into the hype. I'm buying into his hype. I'm just buying into CDC knock him out. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like when you say, "Oh, they're just feeding into it." What do you mean by that? Well, I'm sort of playing a game here, like yeah, child's I'm, game. I'm just a troll <laughs> at the end of the day, and so people are playing my game, and I, I knew it was gonna happen. Love I, it or hate it, though, like I like I said, dude, he's got a point. He has the strongest point right now. Yeah, he, he saying he does have that a good point. Saying that we are playing his game, like we are. talking about me. Dana White talking about me. Daniel Cormier getting out of his seat to come try and fight me uh to john jones talking about me to you know floyd mayweather talking about me uh the, the list goes on I'm, I'm sitting there and i'm just like 
this is this is crazy, but I mean it is all part of the plan. But again, they're feeding into this game. Like I'm under their skin. I feel like uh, the Matador and the whole fight world is is the bull. Um, and he copied that of his Jordan. <laughs> He actually copied that. <laughs> Yo, I can't take this guy serious. So this is like a 32-minute long video. I know we're not going to watch all of it. We're just going to react to what he says because that's all I want to hear. Are you surprised that people are actually, you know, getting hooked by this? I guess, I guess I'm not really because in the fight game, there's so much ego. What fight game are you talking about? I know, man. <laughs> what fight game are you talking about? When there's a lot of ego involved, and like I'm a troll, and I just don't care. And you, like I come from the internet, so you can't out troll me, and you can't out market me. So, but Colby Covington like, can. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, Colby Covington can out market Jake Paul in a fight. Yeah, in a fight, in the trash talk, in the lead up, in the build up, in the hype to it, dude, Jake has nothing against Colby. They're coming into his world. What world are you running, bro? Because whatever world you're running, it's not. It's clearly only three fights, and that's it. He's running the child's world. I, I, I'm more than sure he is, man. You're not showing up just to be a fan. You were hoping that they would chant your name. You were probably hoping that something would happen with... Hawaii's like getting right? like angry. Just, Jeez. And I'm not saying that as a knock, but that's when you say you come from the internet, this has been a secret to your success, correct? 100%. I mean, did you see my TikTok? Yeah, it was, it was well done. It was well done. <laughs> I was saying, like, I knew... I knew going into it. See, that's uh, the thing. That's the thing about Jake, man. About Jake Paul is, you know, he has... He has these platforms. He has these platforms to to go to, to go to these people, to these fans that he has. He has his Instagram platform. He has his Snapchat. He has his face, or uh, not Facebook. He has his uh, TikTok. His YouTube, his, his YouTube. He has all of these lined up as last lines of defenses. Oh, so if I can't, if I can't, if I can't, um, if I can't, if I can't embarrass you on Instagram, let me go to TikTok and I'll embarrass you, and my fans will back me up. Like he's got all of these fans back yeah. to back. Yeah, he, all all the little uh, children that follow him makes me the focus of the whole entire event. You know, uh, so it's it's uh it's just funny, man. I I'm just like having the, the time of my life just watching this all unfold. Like I'm literally just sitting there like. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's just funny. Like, he thinks, like, this is some, like, like diabolical plan. I think they understand. He didn't even buy his tickets. They were given to him from somebody. Understand. Even DC coming up to me and creating that beef, it's like just more talk about the whole UFC. It's more talk for Jake Paul. It's more talk for your guys' show together. Like everyone's everyone's winning here. And I think what people forget is at the end of the day, this is just entertainment. Um, and so, is it entertainment though? 
is it entertainment at the yeah, end of the day? Is he like, giving us something to to actually look forward to? And yeah. that being Jake Paul? Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I would imagine that's it. We're gonna cut we're gonna we'll cut that off for a little bit. Uh at, at the end of the day, I would imagine, you know, with with what he's saying, I mean, he's still Israel Adesanya's thing, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That that was um, his quote. That was actually Izzy's quote. Yeah, I know, but like, so what he's saying though is like, you know, he's selling. He, I mean, at the end of the day, he really is doing this for entertainment purposes. I mean, look at what kind of stuff he's giving us to cover. I mean, he's giving us more stuff to cover. The more, the more we, you know, the more we talk about him, the more we explain about him, the more he's gonna feel like, oh, I'm actually making these people who don't want to talk about me talk about me, and they have to deal with it as long as I'm around. They're playing my game, not theirs. So it's like, yeah. Uh, Jake Paul, crazy incident. We'll see what happens with him in a couple months. I mean, hopefully he goes away. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just stays around. Maybe he gets in the octagon. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully, um, so he can get killed. Yeah, no, dude. Hopefully. Um, other than that, I would say me and Jake have done another incredible drop of covering MMA news for you guys. Remember, today is Tuesday, so matchmaking day is a thing normally on Tuesdays. Uh, I'll cover not, everything not, on not and, just MMA news today, fake boxing news as well. I know, fake boxing news, uh, the whole 1FC, uh, turnover with Eddie Alvarez, um. You know, the crazy fireball that was UFC 261. The heat is still here, man. I mean, yeah, that heat isn't dying down. The heat isn't going away. I mean, we're still rolling along this year in UFC. You know, we yeah. have we have more incredible bouts later this year. Uh, I mean, by far, this was the most incredible, insane about that I think I've seen in, the, in a very long time, you know, from Weidman's foot turning into a spaghetti noodle and <laughs> Valentina's incredible ground game and Thug Rose doing Thug Rose things and Usman doing Usman things. Yeah. Uh, real quick, with Usman, do you know where Usman is at right now in the world? Did Did you ever find out? Um, no. I no? Okay, so check this out. Uh, Kamaru Usman, after UFC 261, went from Jacksonville, Florida, over to Paris, France, from Paris, France to Cameroon with Francis Ngannou. So they are both back, uh, back over there where Ngannou is from, and uh, they're chilling. They're just chilling right now. So they took nah, a plane. I think I think they're getting working. I think they're mind they're you, mind you, they took that on a private flight. From Jacksonville to to Paris, from Paris to Cameroon, yeah, all the way around the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, Paris is known for its kickboxing as well, so I think they're getting good working. Oh yeah, for sure. They're de- they're yeah. definitely you know maybe they stop for a little bit. Maybe they are fully in Cameroon. Uh, just to make sure that everybody doesn't forget. Also, uh, May seventh we have Bellator with uh Johnson. Versus Romero and uh, Archuleta versus Pettis, Sergio Pettis. And uh, I did want to touch base on Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis' PFL debut uh, ended up taking the L to his PFL debut opponent, which I thought was pretty crazy. 
Yeah, huge upset. Huge upset. Huge, huge upset. But hey, Pettis, Pettis is known for for coming back, and Pettis is is such an incredible, talented fighter. So I'm not really too worried about Pettis. Yeah. Uh, other than that, all the news covered fairly. Everything covered this week. Yeah. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to cover before we get off? Um, no, not really. We covered everything. Yeah, so. Okay, well then, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you guys back here on Tuesday yep. for another incredible fight night recap. Hopefully these fights are nice and decent. I don't really know anybody who's fighting on these cards other than our main event. But uh, yeah, hopefully we have a crazy kind of a toned down chill event. Nothing too crazy. I don't want to cover any broken foot again or <laughs> nasty just stuff like that. Uh, but hopefully we, we keep that we keep that little flame under the under the burner lit. I mean uh, going into going into uh, the apex, hopefully we keep that flame a little lit and yeah we can have good news to cover on a Monday or on Tuesday. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, yeah, we will be back Tuesday to give you guys a recap of Reyes and Protoska. And yeah, I will see you guys then. Later, Jake. Yep, yeah, later, man.